Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another one at 10. It's great to have you with us this morning. I hope you've had a good week and have been enjoying the freedoms of being able to meet with friends and family on a one-to-one -one basis. It's good to have the, the regulations relaxed a little and I've really enjoyed meeting up with my daughter and going for a picnic and a walk, even if we have to be two metres apart. About a week before lockdown, my niece got her first boyfriend. They started going out and of course were incredibly sad when lockdown meant that they could only meet on Zoom for a number of weeks. Now there are more smiles as Boris has relaxed the permissions and at least they begin to meet up one to one and they're getting to know each other and enjoying each other's company. They both want their relationship to grow and we all know how much a relationship needs investing in if it's going to grow. How much time we need to spend with the person we're in relationship with, the conversation, the talking, the listening and growing together. Today, Yen is helping us to consider how much we want to grow as disciples of Christ, getting to know him better. Perhaps in lockdown, this has been hard for you. Perhaps you feel a bit isolated, distant and far from God, but he hasn't left you alone. He's very present by his word and by his spirit and through the lives of others around you. Let's pray that as Yen speaks, we be encouraged and reminded of who we follow and why we follow him and be inspired to grow in our relationship with him, spending more time with him and getting to know him better. Let's pray together. Father God, as we come to you this morning, may we fix our eyes on the Lord Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. May we be reminded again of his love for us and his call on our lives to follow him, to get to know him better through his word and to serve him wholeheartedly throughout our lives. Amen. Good morning, everyone. As you know, uh, over the past few weeks, we've been going through our vision and values as a church. And today we're going to be thinking about what it looks like to discover and this is something that's really important because as a church and as disciples of Jesus, we should always be seeking to discover more and more of who God is. And so the main question for us to think about is how much do we long to discover? How much do we desire to grow in our faith and progress in our spiritual journey? And so as we explore this, we're going to do so under the following two headings. The first is we discover through reading the word. And the second is we discover through lifelong discipleship. So let's begin with we discover through reading the word. And so I want to start by asking you what you think about this book, the Bible. You might love it. Maybe you think it's all right. You'll pick it up from time to time. Or maybe you think it's irrelevant, even outdated. For myself, I've concluded that this book really is God's word. It's God breathed and completely trustworthy, and it's become the standard of truth, which I use to test all things. I really think that what we believe about the Bible is so important, especially today, because we live in a society that says that um, truth is relative. Society tells us that there is no such thing as absolute truth and that what might be true for you might not necessarily be true for me. 
But then what does Jesus tell us? He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus has told us that he is the truth. You might remember that when Jesus is standing before Pilate and Pilate asks him, what is truth? And Jesus doesn't say anything because he is the truth. The truth is standing right there in front of Pilate, but Pilate is unable to see. In a similar way, the truth is right here before us. But if we were to be honest with ourselves, it's very easy to choose simply just not to read it. We need to remember that the Bible as the written word points to Jesus, who is the living word. There's so much in the Bible for us to discover. I love what St. Augustine says when he says that the Bible is shallow enough for a child not to drown, yet deep enough for an elephant to swim. We can also read the Bible in so many different ways. This is what Selwyn Hughes writes. He says, sometimes when reading the Bible, I focus on a book or passage and thus the approach is analytical and expositional. Sometimes the purpose is functional and practical, giving insights on how to be a more effective disciple of Jesus. And on occasions, the approach is devotional and inspirational, portraying biblical truths that are designed to warm the heart and set fire to the soul. When I was studying theology, one thing I began to understand was that the more you know, the more you know you don't. The more you learn about God, the more you realise there is to discover. In Matthew 13, 53, Jesus says, A disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. And so when we read scripture and we reread something again that we've already read, we are able to discover new things that we did not see before. There will always be new treasures for us to discover. Someone once asked me, if you are persecuted and you have no access to a Bible, how much of God's word do you have in your head and your heart to guide you? Really challenging, but do take some time to think about that. So let's move on to we discover through lifelong discipleship. And so another thing that we need to understand is that there should never be a time in our lives where we become content with where we're at in our spiritual journey. We should always be seeking to grow in our knowledge and love of God because Jesus has called us to be his disciples, which is to be a learner, a student. Now we know that there were many people who followed Jesus and for some of them, the reason why they followed was not because they wanted to learn, but because of what Jesus could do for them. And so for those people, it didn't take very long at all. It didn't take much for them to decide to leave. Jesus just needed to tell them something they found challenging and then off they went. And so they had no true commitment or desire to learn. William Barclay writes this, it is possible to be a follower of Jesus without being a disciple. 
And he goes on to tell the story. Once someone was talking to a great scholar about a younger man. He says, so-and-so tells me that he was one of your students. And the teacher replies, he may have attended my lectures, but he was not one of my students. This short little tale teaches us that we're not truly students unless we're engaged and we desire to learn. And so it's very possible for a person to even attend church each Sunday without being a true disciple of Jesus. In Hebrews 12, it says that we are to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and to run with endurance the race that God has set before us. As true disciples of Jesus, we are on a lifelong journey of discovery and growth. And we should desire to, we should desire to grow in knowledge, not because we desire knowledge for itself, but because we are able to better love God and out of that to better love others. It says in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that through the Spirit, we are being made to become more and more like God as we are changed into his glorious image. This is something that is taking place right now and will continue to take place for the rest of our lives. For those of us who are in Christ right now, God is doing a work in us and we are being transformed to become more and more like him. And our discipleship has such a big part to play in this. So what is your attitude towards discipleship? How much do you desire to learn and grow? What are you doing to ensure that you continue to progress in your Christian journey? So to finish, here are a few practical suggestions that you may find helpful. The first is this, get serving, make yourself available and keep asking God where he wants you to serve. Because very simply, there are some things that we can only discover by doing. And as we serve, there will be opportunities to discover and grow in our giftings. So try something new. And be intentional in discovering your role within the body of Christ. Secondly, find people to journey alongside you. The Christian journey is not something that we're to do by ourselves. It says in Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. It's really important for us to be able to meet up with people who we can talk to honestly about our faith and our relationship with God. Join a life group if you're not already a part of one. Go to a friend you trust and give them permission to check, to check up on you, to ask you how you're doing, how's your walk with God. It might be a bit awkward at first, but once you, you've built up trust, you'll come to realise just how valuable it is. So find people to journey alongside you. And finally, spend time with people who are ahead of you in the journey. Spend time with people who are ahead of you in the journey. Allow them to speak into your life and to share with you their experiences. Because if we remain humble and we have a teachable spirit, we are able to learn so much from those who have gone ahead of us. And for those of you who are ahead, why not ask God to show you who he wants you to disciple? 
Maybe you can become a spiritual parent so you can really pour your, so you can really pour into the life of someone who's younger. Invite younger people to your home. Ask them about their lives and tell them about your own. Because who knows, maybe you might be able to learn something from them too. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you that the Christian life is an amazing adventure of discovery. Would you continue to stir up our hearts so that we might desire to love you and know you more each day and join in with what you do? Would you help us to become more and more like you? Amen. Almighty and merciful God, we give you thanks for the light of another day, for the work we have to do and the strength to do it. We pray that you should guide us by your truth, uphold us by your power and purify us by the continual indwelling of your spirit. Help us to grow in wisdom, to know the things that belong to our peace and give us the strength to persevere until the end. Jesus Christ, our Lord, O God, who has given us your son to be an example and a help to our weakness in following the path that leads to life, help us to be his disciples and tread in his footsteps. And hopefully, Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, so guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our daily lives, we may never forget you, but remember that we're always walking in your sight. I'm reading from the Tapestry of Daily Prayer. Today is the 24th of May and uh, it's adapted by E.B. Pusey for unity. O oh God who loves all with an equal love and calls us to worship you in unity and peace, put away from us all that causes us to differ, that with your help we may keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace through Jesus Christ. Amen.